Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. is too bad in relationships? That is such a challenging question. Today, I'm mostly going to be talking about love relationships and asking that question, should I stay or should I go? But I also know that for myself today in this moment, the question of should I stay or should I go in other relationships is part of what I'm going through right now too, friends, family, that sort of thing. So I think all of us can relate to this. And as a survivor of trauma, I would imagine that a lot of us probably have learned a lot about this topic if we are already at the place where we're calling ourselves a survivor of trauma, because we've probably gone through some doing some work on ourselves. Um, But also with trauma, I know that sometimes we can have some low self-esteem going on. And I know for me personally, that keeps me stuck in relationships that aren't working probably longer than I would have been stuck in them had I had a higher self-esteem or a better, um, better confidence in myself. Okay, so um, how bad is too bad? It's a question I ask myself over and over again the year that I realized that my marriage was having some major problems. So it took me about a year from the time I realized that my marriage was really in trouble to do this workbook and to really finally come to the conclusion that this is not going to get any better and I need to go. But I also had a friend at the time who was going through some challenges in her relationship and I told her about the book and she read it too. And her relationship was actually one that was working pretty well. It's just they were having a difficult time and so she decided to stay. So I really like this book because it goes through both pathways. It, you know, kind of gives you the little examples of when you should leave And then if you are staying, what you can do to kind of improve your relationship. So just to make sure I mention who this, uh, who is the author of this book, um, it's called Should I Stay or Should I Go? And it's a guide to knowing if your relationship can and should be saved. And it's by Lundy Bancroft and Jack Patrici. All right, I'll put it in the show notes, of course. All right, so I read this book in 2015, and it was so important to me to work through it at that time. I felt really alone. I didn't know anyone around me that understood what I was going through, and so I literally turned to a book 
to help me figure out what to do next in life. So this is a workbook. And I mean, I even asked people to watch my son, you know, friends watching him for an hour or two so that I could sit down in a coffee shop or at home or even at the library sometimes to write down my answers to this book because I knew then or I believed then as I do now that I could just read it, but probably nothing was going to change unless I actually did the work. So I wrote all my answers to this. It's on an old computer of mine and I don't plan to go back and look at them, but I had highlighted the heck out of this thing and there's post-it notes and I haven't really looked at it since probably 2016. So I opened it up today to share with you all because it was such um, a godsend to me at that time because it really did help me pinpoint what exactly was not right in my relationship and how I could move forward. So um, what really became clear to me in that relationship was that we were not a team. And that's one of the markers of a relationship that probably isn't going to get a lot better. So here are some of the things that they mention in the book and that I, I've been a part of. Um, we're not a team is like conflict seems to be about winning one person's way of doing things and not about compromising. Um, probably someone in the marriage or relationship thinks mostly about what's good for that person and doesn't seem to consider the other person in the relationship. Um, nothing's ever one person's fault. Maybe there's excuses for everything all the time. Um, Another marker that we're not a team and it's not working is that maybe a partner's secretive and dishonest about important issues. That's something that um, I had seen in my relationship. And finally, one of the ones that sounds super codependent to me, but it makes a lot of sense that it's not working if this is happening, is that a person might spend a lot of time wondering what's wrong with their partner and blame it on their self and say, you know, what am I doing wrong to stop this relationship from working and just pondering that all the time. I know if I was with a healthy partner, thank goodness now I do have healthy friendships. So I can see now easily that if I have a friend now, that person's my teammate. And if I'm upset about something or they're upset, we tell each other and we talk it out, even though it's uncomfortable, but we tell each other things. And so a marker of a relationship that's going sour and not going to get better is wondering, you know, what am I doing wrong, taking it personally, and um, but just that going on and on and on. Here we go. So here's some tips that if you're in some kind of relationship, even a friendship or anything, and wondering, should you stay or should you go? This is the best advice. I love this advice because I think it works for any type of relationship. It says here, I'm quoting from page 19. The best way to find out how much a partner or a friend or someone else, a family member is holding you back is this. Get up and walk or even run towards your dreams and goals, okay? If you run towards your dreams and goals, then you're going to see how that person reacts. And if it's a healthy person, then maybe that person gets up, gets moving 
themselves towards their dreams and goals, gives you wholehearted support towards pursuing your goals, that is someone that we can count on, right? Like if I think of my friends that really love me now, they are supportive. They are so excited when I have positive things to say about my goals and pursuing my dreams, you know, and they'll say stuff like it's inspiring, you know, and so it kind of almost makes me laugh because the way it was when I was married was just so not like that at all. I mean, I got a master's degree and, you know, my partner didn't even want to go to the ceremony with me, you know, Um, so that's sort of the kind of signs that someone's not a team player. Um, So here are some other markers. Um, Maybe your partner tries to stop you from moving forward by sabotaging efforts directly or indirectly. Maybe your partner doesn't stop you, but he does nothing to keep himself growing or herself growing. Um, They show no interest in your passions. They complain that you're abandoning them if you do something on your own. Um, so those are really great markers that I have seen even in friendships um, and even in, you know, family, like these come up for me all the time and I have let go of a few friends, you know, not bad people and I had so much fun with them at times. But if I share my hopes and dreams with my friends, I really want them to be there for me. And it's that's really important to me that they're supportive. And so when people aren't like that, then I don't really want that type of person in my life. And, you know, I think I'll do another episode on it at some point. But I even have, you know, family members that for their own reasons, I think probably out of fear, they're just not able to support me in my dreams and goals. You know, it's always like such a naysayer when I talk about things. And, um, you know, I don't even feel like they even know they're doing it. But I feel like a deflated balloon after I talk to them. And so it kind of is like I've stepped back from those relationships um, a little bit, um, but I try to focus on the positive qualities there and try to have kind of a thicker shell, um, maybe lick my wounds at home a little bit on my own and don't spend as much time with that person or maybe never tell them about what my hopes and dreams are. Don't share with them anything that I'm doing creatively because I only share that with people that... I know are going to treat me with kindness. So I hope that helped you figure out something. I'd love to hear about what you're going through. And thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.